0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Come back, you maggot, you taped over Taggart!
1: I'm James. Shout to D Miamokin. Uh welcome along to Sissy the Pod. We are a drag race podcast that discusses all things drag race. And today we're giving you a little Christmas treat. Woo! Christmas Street. We're
0: giving you We're pulling back The curtains Into the workroom You get to You get to Walk on in And experience What our beautiful Premium uh, listeners Get every week the, the high quality content That people want Need And expect From Keenan and James
1: Sissy that productions mm-hmm. The workroom Is kind of like The good room In any Irish household That it's like You don't get to go in Often unless mm-hmm. there's A good guest no. So it's Christmas Sit on the sit on the nice couches in the good room, and don't you dare drop any of your hors d'oeuvres or you'll be paying a hefty dry cleaning fee <laughs>
0: Exactly, but yes, um, we are giving you this little teaser taster, so you can get a cha- an idea of what you could expect if you were to come over and join us on the Head Stuff podcasting streaming service network. Keen, fill in the details. Extraordinary,
1: <laughs> yeah. So people who don't know, in the workroom we cover the more international variants Oh no, that's very COVID The international varieties of, of Drag Race So in this episode we were discussing, it came out last week We were discussing the reunion for Drag Race Canada We were discussing episode 4 of Drag Race Italia And we are discussing the episode 8 of Dragula the, the Monsters the, Independent from Drag Race, but the sort of horror um, spin Drag competition as well So we had a fun episode talking about it This is kind of what we do If, if you watch these shows and you want to get your Sissy Dad experience James, Yeah, Sissy that reaction This is what it sounds like um, So I hope you enjoy
0: It's a new day in the workroom And this distinctive gravelly voice Indicates that I'm hungover, James
1: <laughs> 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 you know it's, it's the familiarity the listeners would like you know? you've been far too chipper in the last few episodes Absolutely. Like, is there a new host to this show yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes you are listening to the sissy.pod workroom where we chit chat about all of the various international uh, iterations of drag race could god help us we never get a break we're doing it all for you people come in and get comfortable
1: now I normally have a James will know a strict rule that we like to keep episodes kind of to the hour mark, but we're probably going to veer over here because this is kind of like three episodes in one. We're talking Canada, we're talking Italy, we're talking Dracula. So if you are only here for one or two of them, have a look in the in the info of this episode, and I've got time stamped when we transition from one to the other. But we're going Canada, Italy, Dracula this evening. And who knows in the future we might we might reject that depending on the mm-hmm. content. Exactly. Um, so let's jump into Canada. We had the reunion. I, I'm liking that the reunion is becoming more commonplace in the international franchises. I I quite enjoy it.
0: I think it really depends on the queens. Like it, like I, I I can find some of the reunions kind of like I don't know. I liked this reunion because I liked how they were all celebrating each other. There wasn't really any manufactured drama It was like a real acknowledgement of like how much work all of them had put in And you know I, I like the more po- As much as I do like a bit of shade and a bit of drama I I prefer when things are sort of a bit more positive And I really felt we got that in this one I don't like when you get those reunions Where it's people like you know screaming over each other And sort of like real aggression built into it um, yeah. But yeah yeah I do often think that The Reunion is kind of a wasted episode though I'm not a mad fan of the concept I'm, It's one I, I would skip over frequently Like the, you know, like the, the clip shows When they have to like mm. fill it I'm kind of with those, I'm like, no, you're, you're great Yeah, no, I'd
1: skip a clip show But I just think it's a nice, it's a nice palate cleanse It's a nice chance to see the previous queens again Get everyone back in the room I kind of just enjoy that I guess it, it's kind of, definitely in terms of my note taking I can cut it Relax and just enjoy what was going on, um, but then I guess like in an episode like this, you don't get that many storylines. It was a bit peace and love, which was fine, but you kind of it was kind of just rehashing some of the old shit. So I think and that's when it doesn't work too well.
0: And I do, I do think as well. It was nice in this that they had the kind of sting in the tail of the the lip sync for your life. Yes. For the, the, to, bring, to whittle it down to the top three because it meant that you were. <coughs> It wasn't just like a wasted episode And I'm going to be honest with you Italy has been like killing my soul With the fact that you're watching these entire episodes And no one's going home So like there there was a real sense of like This is great we're getting this sort of happy copy reunion And then also there's some tension From the fact that like we're we're seeing someone Actually go home and the, converse, the competition Is moving forward
1: Yeah I thought that was again Hats off to the Canadian producing Production team I think that was a great twist to the reunion format that there's actually something at stake, which normally there isn't something at stake. Yeah. Like normally, the only thing that's at stake is who's Miss Congeniality, really. And they've kind of even got rid of that now. They do that in the finale in the US. so Yeah. Or am I? no, I'm wrong. Sorry, that's still in the reunion. Um, but they have done it in the finale in the past. But yeah, I, I both really enjoyed the format. I thought the lip syncs were quite even. I would have preferred them to be by Canadian artists. But I did feel really sorry for Gia. Yeah, me too. I... I, I... <clears throat> Felt
0: like From my point of view It was between Herself and Kendall To go home Yeah So ideally I would have preferred And I don't know which one of them Like I think it would have been sad to see either To go home I I actually do probably think that Gia deserved to be in the final A bit more than Kendall Me too um, Just based on the the competition overall But Kendall is also like A really fierce performer And Equally like does deserve the spot But I, I did feel Sorry for for Gia, um, as they were leaving, and especially because in the when the rest of the queens were being asked, like who did they see winning the crown? Like Gia was, I think, the only one who didn't actually get specifically, like. Uh, Sort of like someone specifically saying to you, "I want you to win." Like it was all like, "I want Pythia to win." I want I- Isis deserves to win. One of them said, "I want Kendall to win," but like Gia didn't get a. Oh,
1: I thought it was everyone who said Kendall also said Gia. I thought it was either your team Isis, your team Gia, or team Isis, team Pythia, or your team. I don't mind either Kendall or Gia Like Cynthia Kiss Who didn't want to pick between her friends
0: Oh well, see, I was thinking Because Beth got very much Or not Beth Eve 6000 Got very much like Oh this bitch needs her platform That Kendall Like True. Gia yeah. didn't get A heartfelt Kind of like mm. I'm going to weep and cry Moment from anyone um, And then went on to, to leave Even though like, I do think Her performances Throughout the competition Like she's What re- has really grown on me From the first week
1: Gia Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah I think so too And <clears throat> I thought It was funny Like in the In the lip syncs, you could really see that Jim Carrey energy. I don't know if it served her very well, but I got—I really saw her Jim Carrey snatch game in those lip syncs, the her like syncopations and everything. Yeah, like I feel out of the three of them, Kendall has the worst track record. But then that's possibly because she peaked kind of late. I think she's probably had the worst looks of the four of them as well. Um, Yeah, but I kind of feel, irregardless of who went in, it was going to be an ISIS pythia top two. So.
0: Yeah, completely and I, like i think even it, like thinking back over this season it really is their looks are the ones that i i remember yeah. like they're they're like throughout the this season they're the ones who have had the most interesting takes they've done the most interesting stuff on in the runway they're the i think they're probably the people who's like when people think back on this season they'll remember isis's weird sort of hellraiser look and they'll remember the two-headed look and the the mm. the Chariots of Fire. I can't remember what it was. The the little Centaur. Puppy. The Centaur. Katie Price. Katie Price. They'll remember that um from it. Whereas I don't think Kendall has really given anything on the runway that like really stands out as memorable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Gia the, the one they were shown for Gia in the flashback was the sort of the mouldy look. Um and I think there was. Def- I kind of want to go back and watch some of the runways again because in the flashback like there were actually some really good looks that I quite like. Remember the circus runway was really good and there yeah. was another one where they had all, oh the different colours which I thought they themed really well as well and looking at the previous queens I did have a bit of I guess it's not FOMO because I'm not frightened of missing out we already have missed out but I have remorse I guess towards the fact that we didn't get to see more of Suki Doll and Stephanie Price like even their final looks looked so good and I just would have wished we got to see what they had to bring
0: No completely like especially because the rest of the the queens who came back a lot of the looks were kind of just like simple body suits and like there was Mm. Eve looked great as well though she did. They, well, they all looked great, but it just with, particularly with Stephanie, with that look with the wings and the way she even t- she owned the stage when she came and Was like, well, let's get a picture. Like yeah. she was, she was like, it was like this is a personality that we've missed out on not actually having run longer in the competition. Yeah, and, I thought. So that being Turkwise was fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that being said, when Stephanie was given the chance to read, Mm-mm. it was very much like, well, <laughs> bitch can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And obviously, our favorite Ocean Aqua Black was there again. Such a gorgeous personality. You could see that they hadn't brought the runway runway looks with them, even in there. I guess yeah. the close to finale look was very season two. I guess, yes, but, yeah. But um, yeah, it was a really strong cast, like we've kind of said throughout the whole thing. Were you surprised with the Miss Congeniality?
0: Not really. I I really really liked Suki Doll. I thought that like I, like I can kind of understand, and she was she wasn't really involved in any particular drama. No one seemed to have any sort of arguments with her. Like, I, I I don't know whether I feel like I got to know the cast well enough to really have a strong feeling one way or another, if you know mm. what I mean. Like, I do feel like it's only in the last maybe two or three weeks that there's, like, the people who are in the top three now I've started to get to know... There's no one that I really, like, instantly warmed to. Oceane, uh, I suppose, had they stuck around longer, probably would yeah. have been someone who I would have been like, oh, I think, I see you've got, like, kind of that friendly, kind of, like, I was going to say BFG. Gregarious. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that energy that people, that people <clears throat> like. So they were probably the only person who I would have been like, oh, I'd want to be around that person. Um, yeah. But Suki Doll did seem funny. So I, I don't know. I was a bit indifferent, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah. Now, I had misremembered. Can you remember who the miscongeniality Congeniality of Season 1 was? Because I thought it was Rita Baga for some reason.
0: Oh, I thought it was Lemon.
1: No, it was Tainomi Banks.
0: Oh, I that makes sense. It. I looked it up.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, did I see a lot of congeniality from Suki? Maybe not, but these things exist behind stage and aren't always on the camera. I would have out of... I, I get, and I also don't feel it should be one of the top four queens because I think Isis showed the most congeniality, especially with that makeover episode. So yeah. then I probably would have given it to Kimora because I felt the most sort of mother hen off of her out of the rest of the cast.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I, she definitely had that that, that sort of um, presence, that calming presence. But then when she went mental in her lip sync, kind of perhaps that kind of yeah. derailed her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nina West wouldn't have, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Been a hawk on the shoulder to make yeah. him more of us. Nina West, for me, is, like, the stalwart you know, example of what Miss Congeniality should be, I think. Just this, like, really lovable, really caring presence. See, and for
0: me, it's it's, it's, it's Ben to la Creme, you know? Okay. Just kind of, you know, this is the, the person who I feel kind of embodies that sense of, like, warmth and... I, although the, the Ben was pretty shady on on her season, mm. when I think about it, because I, know, I they... think
1: there's two ways of thinking about it. It's like the 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 Katia, which is like the money exchange, which is like the fan favorite, the Valentina. Yeah. Whereas then there's also like the Nina West or like the Nina Flowers, which is just like this really caring presence.
0: I guess so and I I think as a viewer I look at it from the point of view of like well who do I like the most based on like who is my fan Mm favourite and I pick the person that I'm like where that I would be rooting for whereas you are like the way they've made it now because it's no longer like a a public vote or a fan vote it's the Mm -hmm. queens voting for for their favourite so I suppose it is about those interpersonal relationships that we maybe don't necessarily see Yeah. yeah 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 and Nina West definitely is up there like she is the the number one. She is on top of that mountain. Congenial she mountain. Is. Absolutely.
1: Uh so I mean Annie, I guess it doesn't really change who you think is gonna win, I guess, because ISIS is still in it. I'm uh, still so yeah. looking for Pythia. Or Pythia, I've been saying her name wrong the whole time. Um anything else you want to discuss? This week
0: I did feel like maybe Pythia might have pushed ahead a little bit further. Mm. Like in the in the conversations about the kind of the look she's brought to the runway like seeing that flashback of everything she has done and like being reminded that even though maybe she hasn't won every challenge, she's always been in the top. She'd never lip synced before tonight. Like I I really was like, oh, actually this is like not the dark horse because she's an obvious front runner and has been for a long time. But just now I'm kind of seeing it as less kind of a one horse race. But it's definitely a two horse race. Mm -hmm. It's not a three horse race. And a two head -head (laughs) race. Yeah. So yes, (laughs) And and, uh, Pythia is both the horse and the two-headed creature
1: (laughs) I felt this episode actually weakened Pythia's case to win Because I felt like, like I felt Kendall beat Gia better than Pythia beat Gia
0: Yeah, I would say that we have now realised that lip-syncing is not within Pythia's wheelhouse Mm Mm-hmm um, And that obviously doesn't bode well, because next week we assume it'll be Pythia versus Isis again. Now, they do love a sort of a, a sort of an aha moment, like we got the little bit of branding. So Pythia lost to Isis this week, perhaps next week she turns
1: in and she beats her. And it's like that mm. kind of like redemption thing. Um, but it'll be different Because it's writing their own songs So she has more opportunity To get her personality across And the oh, lyrics and
0: stuff Oh see no I'm discounting all of that I'm wait, I'm okay. talking about the actual Like the the lip sync for the crown That they'll have to do at the end Where they all have to do their kind of But
1: that one means nothing They just choose who they want to win Irregardless of who wins lip sync I think
0: uh, Yes that is true, but I do think it's just... <laughs> like, they they will show that to just... They'll, they'll make sure that they, they portray and, it in a way that it justifies who they're selecting. Yeah. And I can like, see them pushing Pithy, even though she wasn't a great lip-syncer in this episode, they could kind of, you know, push her that, like, actually, oh, look at this amazing trick she had up her sleeve.
1: Because I think I remember when we watched the finale of Canada 1 that I thought Priyanka did the worst of the three of them. But... That Priyanka was going to win Because she won via the talking heads uh,
0: Yes I agree um, yeah, I so. do remember that Because she was kind of messy And a bit all over the place And she didn't yeah. have that amazing look But at the same time it was, She did Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And everyone so. thought Rita Baga was going to win Do you remember that? Rita Baga
1: <laughs> What's that on your face everyone? Is it egg? Yeah, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, but yes So I'm looking forward to the finale it's it it's it just feels so different to season one. So I'm I'm interested to see who's going to step into Priyanka's boots. But yeah. none of them, they're both well, both of them, all three of them, I guess, are offering something t- totally different. Anyway, so it's going to feel it's going to feel new. It's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think it w- it will be. I, I don't know. I suppose like because Canada season one got such massive fanfare, was amazingly received, was just sort of this like powerhouse of like a statement of like the new international franchises and this I I don't like it was a very strong cast there was amazing looks some of the challenges were brilliant I think of the Seven Deadly Sins Mm -hmm. one being like as a particular high that makeover challenge is probably the most compelling and moving one we've ever had but at the same time it didn't feel like it quite lived up to it kind of had a UK season 3 to UK season 2 comparison in my mind but you know what
1: I think it's more got to do with the reaction, like I've never, like I was wondering when we were speaking to Too Much Michael last week that I think the actual show was good, but I think I'm definitely conditioned to watching the show and then going onto Instagram and seeing everyone being like, oh my God, like this look that Simone did. I felt like the internet just didn't seem to care and I think that does impact its legacy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It is, it's like because there was no... Like the only accounts you were seeing posting about it, or the only like people, like you weren't even, you know, like when UK or or US season is on, like you go into your stories on Instagram after the show is Mm -hmm. aired, or on the night the show is out, and there's like people like post like showing, like, oh, tuning into this now, watching this. But like, there was nothing about Canada really outside of kind of the actual official drag race, like like the, the yeah. official drag race platforms where the only one's really talking about it, sharing anything about it. There doesn't seem to have been much on Twitter really about it or at least not coming into the, the circles that I follow, which would be yeah. a fairly drag yeah. race heavy
1: <laughs> circle. Our so explore it- page is basically just like you know, drag race, <laughs> naked men, and I've managed to get some pop stats in there for some reason. Some yeah. of those, this is the most stream artist of 2022. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it
0: it, do, it doesn't feel it, it. You know, to to use a, a a double entendre in the true drag race file, for our true drag race frame, it doesn't seem to have penetrated.
1: No, I don't think so. It Didn't break through at all. No. Um, which is a shame because I have enjoyed it. Now onto something that isn't penetrating. And that I'm not. I know pen- it saying. is
0: penetrating in all the wrong ways. All of the wrong ways.
1: <laughs> Italia had the cheek, the nerve. The Audacity, Ball, the, the Gall and the Gumption to give us a fucking 96 minute episode. I mean where to start?
0: <sighs> I mean honestly where to start as well, because it was all fucking over the place. Like and then it had its like Law and Order SVU moment with the like <laughs> typing on the fucking keyboard. Like what <laughs> like the producers of this show like aren't going to stand for this kind of carry on. We're not gonna show anymore. Honestly, like do you know what they did this week? They shit the bed all over the place. They shit the fucking bed. I cannot... You know, we, we had intended to have a guest to speak with us about Italy this week who unfortunately wasn't able to. And you know what? I'm glad. Because I would not have been able to be sort of respectful about this. this, this. I Everything in this episode really annoyed me. Everything annoyed me. There is not one thing that
1: I enjoyed I <clears throat> whatever streaming service whatever network is showing this, I think it's a streaming service. It has to be a streaming service because they've obviously not said give us sixty minutes, please. They've obviously just given them carte blanche, and they just go, all right, we'll just leave everything in, we'll just we'll leave it all in. Do you know, we'll, we'll, we like the mini challenge was this: do your makeup in the dark. And it started, and I watched the first duo, whoever they were, I don't think it will go down. and I said, do you know what? I'm going to skip forward five minutes and see if this is over. And I skipped forward exactly five minutes and they were just doing the results. And I was like, perfect. I don't need to watch the rest of that.
0: (laughs) But also, like, nothing happened. So, like, especially because you're comparing it to... So, like, okay, this is, like, issue one. Don't waste my fucking time, Drag Race Italy. (laughs) Like, we don't need to see, like, three minutes of each two couples kind yeah. of, you know, doing their makeup in the dark. You know, we know, like we know what it is. We've seen this challenge done in other places. Mm-hmm. Give us a, a montage of them all like slamming stuff into their face and then do the reveal. And we definitely didn't need the kind of like, like each of them got like uh, a reveal moment to, to, to show their bad makeup. Then they got <laughs> feedback from the judge.
1: And it's like. And then they had a reaction of them seeing their own bad makeup
0: yeah and it's like we get it you're trying to recreate the alaska moment guess what you're not going to Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like, and like it's like it's about the tightness of the editing i think and this is a massive program like you could have cut out for like they could have cut out like 40 minutes
1: and joel was so telling of of snatch is we've never had a snatch game where all the contestants answered the same question and it really goes It just shows you exactly how it's filmed Which was they asked the question And then everybody got to answer all three questions You got to hear everyone's answer never But happens. also they both, of the,
0: both of the judges also answered So it wasn't yeah. even like Priscilla this yeah. is your go So but. there
1: was no matching at all And <laughs> then you have the fucking What was his name? Vincenzo de Fede uh, What was his name? Vincenzo anyway
0: What? The f- doing a fucking tight <laughs> 10 in the middle of the fucking no. <laughs> Giving a fucking <laughs> standing performance And they interrupting them And I was just like, I I was like, I don't, I don't know who this person is. I don't know anything about this person. He is the best drag queen on the stage, perhaps. But (laughs) it's like, like, oh my God. Also like, so the the core kind of the thread running through this episode was the Enorma Hava Ava drama from last week, which personally I didn't understand. Mm hmm and then I think was Hand, which I I don't really understand exactly, like, it seems to have been, correct me if I'm wrong, that Enorma went, there was a fight, Enorma's temper went off, she started screaming at production, saying, how dare you put me a 46 year old man in here with all of these children, these people aren't, she like stormed off stage, she like swiped away a producer who was running after her, and so therefore she was, they were like, you've broken rules, so therefore you're, you, you need to be considered potential to be disqualified, and then Ava just got annoyed at some critiques she got. Yeah. So it's like someone physically abused a member of the production team, and someone who basically verbally says,
1: abused. I think, I guess, but well, yeah, verb- I agree. verbally
0: and made like a physical like gesture towards. Yeah, but the they're person.
1: also Italian. Surely that gesture is is everyday. Life. What I'm
0: saying is that ha- what what yeah, equivalents not equal. are they making? They're not, they're equal. not equal. No. <laughs> And also it's like like making it into this like like first of all all that sort of that that whole process showed was oh you can get away with breaking the rules and you can, like it's the same thing with the fucking mobile phone on 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 Holland oh, I'm like yeah. which I'm still not over still not over <laughs> well, I, I haven't forgotten I that. haven't watched I haven't watched the final of Holland because I so I just was like I'm not <laughs> I was like it is the first episode of Drag Race I have not
1: watched it like ever <laughs> <laughs> you've a rage whenever you look at your phone now you're like Fucking, how dare they I, I, this
0: is it I don't know and I'm not giving them that space in my head so I'm not going to go and Google and find out but um, but like all that thing is it, like the sort of fact of like Vivaldi you, that was it Vivaldi. oh that's what it was yeah. but it's like this idea that like you've broken the rules of the competition you have as it like they're, they're talking about how kind of these contestants are role models and that they're kind of, you know, educating people around the LGBTQ community and, like, talking about the importance of, like, being a person who, who kind of represents yourself and the programme and represents the LGBT community in a, in, a, in a way that is appropriate. And then it's like, but if you can do a really killer lip sync, we'll let you off with it. <laughs> you know? Like, that's the message it sends. It's like, oh, like, no matter what thing you do, how unacceptable it is, if you can do a great performance, then you can get away with behaving however you want. Like, that's the message that was sent through that. Well,
1: I guess it was, like, a second chance, but, you're, yeah, like, I agree, it was totally mismatched. But it, I guess they were trying to be like, you know, people deserve a second chance, but we're only going to give one of you a second chance.
0: It was... No, but it was it was fully... Like, it was, it was production made for drama. Like, the reality is, is if what... If they feel that what a Norma did was bad enough to be disqualified from the competition then disqualify her from the competition. Yeah. Don't I don't think
1: Ava was in the same category. They just dragged her into it to make it So her that lip they could
0: piece. so they could create this thing. And then yeah. I think that as well as that like it had further repercussions because like the fact that she had to lip sync in that thing meant that I think I felt like they didn't feel they could then send her home so when she lip synced against Divinity who was a much better drag queen and a much better performer and a much better like contestant and shouldn't played, have
1: been in the bottom it should have been Lakeisha LaBamba. she looked hideous
0: fucking hell it should have been Lakeisha LaBamba. I am all for a representation of bearded queens and drag race but like you need to do more than like getting a handful of fucking you know I don't know art and hot Claire's stuff, accessories Claire's accessories glitter and like rubbing it into your beard like it is like But also nothing. like the
1: little fucking tutu she wore and like the little thing with the those sort of like iridescent paillettes. It just It
0: was it what you wear the, for an eighties hen party. That's what that was. Yeah,
1: it was hen party chic.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the chic's <sheiks> ironic Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I was wondering whether they were like, look, they'll get rid of a norma and then they'll also get rid of Ava, and then they get rid of the two of them, but at least Ava gets a bit of a redemption because she didn't go she didn't get disqualified, she went home on her own terms or something. But you know, she stayed unjustly, I think. I agree. Yeah. Um <clears throat> The bit that annoyed me about the norma Ava lip sync was it ruined the magic of the runway. Because you see all the queens in their looks backstage huddled beside like plaster boards and stuff like that. And I was like, guys, come on, do you not know? Like <laughs> the element of surprise make them do the runway and then get those two to lip sync for their critiques and then you haven't ruined it because by the time all the looks came out you were like well i've seen that
0: yeah no exactly
1: that was annoying
0: that wasn't that was annoying and you are like it, it impacted the like the the it it lessened the impact on some of the looks, which actually there were some quite good looks this mm,
1: I this think week. Farida looks great as well, but yeah. it would have been better if I would seen it for the first time on the runway.
0: Absolutely. Instead of, like, standing backstage and you're going to go, oh, that's an interesting In harsh
1: week. light, yeah. And, like, just... It just it ruins the magic of drag. And, look, I yeah. understand, you know, that it's... Yeah, it's a TV show. You're supposed to keep the magic there, and it ruined the magic of the TV show. In and,
0: yeah, and I, I know, like, there's, th- there could be kind of a... Like, when, when called for, there can be kind of, like, a surprise, kind of, like, break the fourth wall, kind of, like, oh, mm. what an exciting kind of thing we're seeing, something we don't normally see, when the situation calls for it, and it is, like, particularly dramatic, and that's, like, a great reality TV trope to have yeah. in your back pocket. Think, think
1: of that catering table in Holland Season 1. Exactly. The star I of the mean, show. The one,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's, like, you know, it's okay, we know that you have to do that sometimes, but, like, you need to be careful with and you are right, like, you, you need to keep the core parts of the show where you don't see a person's look completed or makeup completed before they get onto the runway. But, I mean, to be honest with you though, I was just so fed up because I was, after watching about an hour of of the show at that point, still had like another 36 minutes left to go. And I hadn't even seen a person go onto, like we had a mini challenge that lasted for about 25 minutes. Then we had Snatch Game. No, but it
1: literally lasted for six or seven minutes. Like I said, I skipped it for five minutes. But yeah, no, and like-
0: and then it's like I mean you know you had your man there, but also it's like how many fucking guest judges do you have? You have your dude who came in for the makeup, then you had your man who came in for the like critiques in the for like the the, the prep session in Snatch Game, and then he again came back and dragged. Mm-hmm. To like just be a kind of like a random loiterer. And then they had two other guest judges. So there was four guest judges in that episode. There was like the episode
1: right. Jody Harsh got to literally just do a DJ set for one of the episodes of season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so she's there. I don't mind the guest judges. I mean they're lost to me because I don't know who I am. But I imagine if I knew who I was I'd be excited that they were there. It just took too long. And I do appreciate that they kind of wanted to walk around and give us some context as to who everybody was playing. And a bit of, I didn't really feel I really knew who they were. After that, um, so I did some Googling, but yeah, I would it was say
0: the, the only from watching it, the only one like La won that by a landslide, like that. Like, I, I would feel like the only Enorma
1: was good as well, those two were the two I
0: I didn't me. understand who Enorma was, or I didn't
1: guess the okay, the so. Thing. Here, here's my here's my research for you i've done it so i'm gonna to have to say it because i don't want to have wasted 40 minutes for nothing think about it i i did 40 minutes of research for this on top of watching an hour and a half episode if that doesn't deserve your five year a month then i don't know what does <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah uh, so let's start with a norma a norma was rita levy mondalcini she was a nobel scientist for neurobiology she was the only one who didn't come from, like, a trashy reality TV background. Um, I watched a video of her. I sent you a few videos. Hers is the only video in which the, the the celebrity speaks in English. She just seemed like quite a character, this old sort of wizened, but really intelligent Italian lady with big white hair. I quite liked Norma's depiction because it was just old person jokes, but I thought the joke of her trying to dip the pen into the inkwell was quite I
0: quite did chuckle at that. I did
1: think that. That was kind of one of the only jokes that really sort of translated to me because I knew who they were. Then you had Electrobionic, who was Francesca Cipriani, who is a TV presenter, who first came to prominence, no, first, yeah, came to prominence on Beauty and the Geek. Um,
0: oh, I do know that show.
1: Yeah. I've heard I, of it. I don't think it runs over here anymore, uh, but it's really big in Italy. And now she kind of presents TV. And she's currently on Big Brother, which I looked up. Big Brother goes on, has been going on, no. Is going on or will go on for 183 days? So it was a six-month affair, Big Brother, over there. There's been 29 contestants, (laughs) and she's currently one of them. (laughs) And she's just, like, really, really big boobs, blonde hair... Uh, and i said there's a video of her me seeing her getting to see her boyfriend and she's like on her knees like oh, whimpering yeah. at the boyfriend <laughs> it's very she looks like a great character she, has, she seems to have really good uh, facial expressions i was looking forward to seeing the depiction of her i didn't really get it from electra but she looks like a character that i i would go i'd enjoy going back to see again um divinity was belen rodriguez who is an argentinian model she just I didn't really see any sort of characteristics in her when I saw videos of her. She's just really poised. And uh, I watched... They mentioned that this famous Italian lady does a parody of her. I watched that. And... It's a lot of that sort of model-esque, she walks around and the, the parody is that she's always sort of leaning back in these fashion poses as she's talking and she's like, there was an no English subtitle so I couldn't say what she was saying. Yeah, but Really sort of loosey-goosey and apparently there's this really famous talent show called Amici and when she was on it she stole the boyfriend of one of really other famous Italian lady um, hmm. so she's sort of like a big tabloid star for that reason. Uh then we had who was next on that oh then we had the person who played Alessandra Celetano. Who was that?
0: Is it Divinity?
1: No, Divinity played Belen uh, oh no. Farida. Farida. Frida played Alessandra Celetano. She is the judge on that same talent show that I just spoke about. Oh and she's like the Simon Cowell-esque character. Like she's really, really strict and she, I think she's just, just a really sort of old like I think gays would love her like this old, like stern, Italian, gla- glamorous lady. That's kind of her character. Again, I didn't really get that from Farida necessarily. Lucretia Lubamba played Electra Lamborghini, which I thought was a taken name. But actually, she's the niece of the founder of Lamborghini, the house of Lamborghini. Um, and she is like a famous rich kid. She was on Geordie Shore, apparently. Uh, she was on the Italian version of Geordie Shore. And she just makes really tacky pop hip-hop music with a lot of twerking and a lot of sort of leopard print tattoos. Uh, then you have Ava Avant who played the Kessler twins, who are a German sort of cabaret duo. They represented... They're, they they're in uh, Eurovision for Germany in 1959, apparently. And they're just sort of like a pan-European, like, uh, I don't know, Dieter from the 50s or something like that. Okay. So they seem kind of cool. That was another video that I had in English. And then finally, Lerich was Valeria Marini, who is a sort of TV presenter known just for having big boobs and being sort of chaotic and had a song called Boom Boom, I think, which she references in the Snatch Game. <sighs> so there's my research. <laughs> I
0: I mean, fair play to you. Um, I would say that the, La- LaRiche was the only one who really put across a character that I was mm. compelled by. And I understood kind of, oh, well, this is obviously some sort of like a tabloidy kind of like... Oh, there was one funny answer, and I don't know who it was that gave it. Was it Farida, maybe? Who, when they were asked, like, What's, what am I saved in, in your phone? And they were like, are you the paparazzi? Because if you're not the paparazzi, I don't have you saved. And I thought that was a funny oh, answer. Oh, I think that
1: was Belen, yeah. The yeah. the tabloid lady who stole someone's girlfriend. I think that was Yeah, that was it. and
0: then mm-hmm. I did, and then, the like, Larisha's answer is, like, who's your favourite icon? And she's like, well, me. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but... I got more of a sense of who that Valeria Marini character was from Larish than I did from any of the YouTube videos. I think I sent you a video of her singing happy birthday and she just sort of looks manic and chaotic in a sort of Jackie salone way. Just like loads of notes of like frozen face and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. But I, that's how I knew it was good because I was getting her character across without knowing her. I think yeah. that could be kind of a, a benefit to not knowing who they were as you get the characters. But yeah, I guess I didn't get any of the in-jokes. Also, um, your man Vincenzo played Barbara Dorso, who's a who's a chat show host, um, I like that one up too. Uh, but yeah, overall, I guess I I don't want to be too harsh and say it wasn't good because I think a lot of the jokes were lost on me. Um, but I do think there were some high points. But I I thought I thought Norma did a good job with the old jokes. I thought Valery did a good job, and I thought Avargar did a bad job, and I thought Lucius did a bad job, and the rest were safe. Yes, I would agree. Um, That's where I was basically from watching it I was like fair enough And that's the way it looked like it was going Until Lukisha was safe
0: Then I was like I I was unsure about it Because at one point in the untucked bit Someone seemed to suggest that Lukisha was going to be in the top
1: (laughs) Was that not this The confusion around that Well you could be in the top I don't know Like with this new sort of Oh that could be it Like with this
0: new kind of like it's, like, one winner and then three bottoms and...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strange format. Uh, any of the looks you wanted to shout out?
0: Um, So, mainly, I kind of thought that the the, the looks were very basic. Like, very, very, very basic. Um, mm-hmm. Lucretia's, in particular, was, like, something that you would pick up in a, a tacky shop for, like, a hen party. It was I, on I we, par
1: with... Lala's bag dress It was Like like it looked Marginally better But the fact that she Brought that with her Means it loses marks
0: It was sort of Like Like it looked like a thing That they throw on For For like a, a A mini challenge
1: Yeah Yeah It was bad Why am I not warming To Lakeisha
0: I don't know They seem very false and I really want to like them and I really want them to do well because, like, I think it's nice to have, like, a, a new style of drag. Like, in a way, I kind of think, oh, look at you, Lukisha, You're sort of proving people who said that bearded drag queens can't do drag properly right. Mm. There, that's what you're doing. Because I think that, like, there's lots of, like, we've seen facial hair represented on Drag Race now quite a few times. Like, even during the Canada reunion, they were, like, they, they showed that, that um, look that, was it, uh, Stephanie Prince did with the the white yeah. beard and yeah. it's like you're kind of like like this is like if you're going to do facial hair you have to make glamorous you can't just have your beard and then just going to throw a bit of glitter in it here or there like you need to be doing more with it I
1: don't think it's I don't think the beard is the problem for me I think it's she just comes across really insincere or something I just I really don't like her
0: yeah I I mean I don't care about any of any of them. <laughs> Well, so, no, so, like, the ones I like, I, yeah. I I had, like, very much Divinity and LaRiche are the two that, that I had, like, sort of grown attachments to. I, like, I thought that Divinity's makeup on the main stage has been really good. And also, I also do like Farida as well. Like, those three are the only three in the, that I'm kind of going that I'm I'm warming to, that I have an an elevated amount of interest in.
1: Okay, interesting. Cause I would have said Farida is somebody I look forward to on the runway. Electra, I look forward to seeing their face because it's just so beat, well yeah. done. And they're warming to me out of drag. And up to this episode, I would have said Avagar was kind of one of my favorites because I kind of just like their personality, even if I don't like the runway looks. Um, So Larish hasn't really made an impact on me. And although I appreciate Divinity's work, I guess I was getting a bit of a, Sagittarius vibe of her, which was kind of like good fashion queen, but I don't really know you yet. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, and actually, I'd forgotten about Electra. I do quite like Electra as well, and yeah. kind of is the one who probably is like, I feel like Electra is, is likely to win. Oh, interesting. Just because I can't really see, I yeah, I think I, you know it's not likely, likely they, to win. No, I don't know. I actually just, I actually don't have a clue to be honest with you, but also I don't really know what we're measuring against because yeah. <laughs> like, if you look in the, like in that, like that was one of the best wig reveals that we've had on Drag Race since, since Roxy's famous wig reveal.
1: Yeah. Well, we've had Sasha as well, no?
0: Oh, well obviously the Sasha one. Yeah. So yeah. like, but like that was one of the, the the best executed wig reveals. Like I know the wig cap didn't come off immediately but, like, I almost feel like that kind of added something to it. Because I was like, oh, my God, she's fucked up. Oh, no. She actually has, like, beautiful blonde hair. And, like, you know, like, her performance in the, I don't know. I just She shouldn't have gone home. Ava should have gone home. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that was.
1: No, Lake- No, Lakeisha should have gone home. Well, Lakeisha should have gone home. But out of the bottom
0: two that were there, it should Ava have been should have Ava. Oh. And, it's like, yeah. and it should have been Ava versus Lakeisha. And Lakeisha should have gone home.
1: And I'm just get, you're standing up there, and they're saying goodbye, divinity. And I'm sure she's going like, say, how did this happen? You've yeah. just had Norma <laughs> home. She's also been in trouble. Look, she's wearing that, and I'm the one who's going home. <laughs> like, because her look on the
0: runway was was probably my favorite, like with the stars and yeah, the... yes,
1: it was really good. I loved the the rhubarb and custard to sort of the blazer. Yeah, it was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and like also she was like one of the like three queens there who's like does make up of a standard that we come to expect in other iterations of mm. Drag Race not judging their art, their art is subjective bladdy bladdy Dracula bladdy
1: <laughs> the the stars in her dress did really remind me of the stars from I'm a Celebrity though, just like a smaller version like those so <laughs> big <laughs> chunky five point stars yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to say I really like this song as well the, the, that guest judge Donatella Retore's Cobra, that's definitely one I think I'll listen to again, it seems high camp
0: yeah, I loved her as well. Her, like, big, puffy face filled with injectables. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was kind of living for her um, as a judge. And I didn't I didn't even catch the name of the other gift judge, Giancarlo something or other.
1: Oh, yeah. You're right, yeah, Giancarlo. <laughs> I looked at the show he was in. I didn't recognise it, so I left it there. Um, what I guess has been interesting is, like, we've had, you know, Lukeisha, who was saved last minute, who's still around, surprisingly. Larice, who's been in the bottom two twice and then goes on to win something. So it is kind of like, God, who's pulling ahead here? It's really hard to know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like, at least, thank God, they started sending a few bitches home. Like, well, I think three th-
1: are going home next week. What? Because they said, am I right? Say so, there's five left. Yeah. So they said, if you're not in the top, you're going home. I mean, so I think I mean I, I am two back. Are going I'm like, home. Oh my god! So that'll be exciting, you know. I like mean, a, absolutely. I'm, they're taking the format and they're just pissing out, really, and they're like, weirdly, <laughs> we do what we want.
0: Exactly, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I wish them well. I do. I very much do. I just like I. I suppose like we've seen it done. So we've seen this the format translated to other European contexts quite well. With like Holland season one, and I, I like I do think that in season two there was elements that like were like that are working. And and I mean I think that perhaps it was more of a cast thing that didn't connect with me in some of the spaces last. Mm. Uh, For that second season And I do think I do think Spain Was was really good This Like It feels like It's come from a different planet This series It it feels like This feels like season
1: one And the most Safe pair of hands On there Which maybe is a bit ironic Was a Norma Because I thought she was Pretty much good at everything I thought she Was good at the snatch game She was good at the Advertisement Looks were questionable Sometimes Sometimes they were good But I felt she was A real all rounder Um I don't understand why she's gone now, but I don't know if any of the other five could hold a candle to Carmen Ferala. No. And that's been. the obvious, you know, comparison point because it's, you know, like foreign language, Mediterranean country, similar size, similar resources. So, yeah, compared to them, I, and I'm i not invested in any of them, like... I. I don't have my killer queen who I like. I don't have my poopy poison who's my clear comedy queen. I don't have my Ugasio cliente who's like reinventing this incredibly new vision of drag. It's just not the same.
0: No, it really isn't. And like, yeah, yes, you're you're just you're just not getting any of like it. Yeah, they they have, as I said, with great elegance at the beginning. Shit the bed.
1: Shit the- <laughs> Well, look. Once they shit the bed on this, and they don't shit the bed in Eurovision this year, that's that's okay. <laughs> true.
0: That's, that's true. That that's is simple. very true.
1: Right, from Killer Queen to Killer Clowns, it's oh, time. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. I guess that's a dig at yeah you know, Swan who accidentally said Killer Queen on this week's episode, but yeah. um Another fantastic sort of opening and closing theme. Those puppets were fantastic. Oh my God,
0: they were so good. So, so good. I loved this like little, is it a vignette? Are we using the word vignette? Tableau.
1: Tableau. I
0: I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was so well done. Like they really just, yeah. And I I loved this this challenge. I thought this challenge was brilliant. I, I swear to God, like sitting down watching like, the weird Did you Mario watch all cards. three of
1: these today? No, I watched, the, okay. I
0: watched. I watched. that earlier. Like that would have been too much. <laughs> uh, I watched that. I watched because just like, what a what a fucking ago.
1: pivot that would have been. Like going from <laughs> yeah. Dracula to Drag-, Drag Race Italia. It's like the equivalent of like hearing, you know, Shake and Stevens, "Merry Christmas, everybody" on the radio, and then it's wet ass pussy next. Like those, yeah, like whiplash <laughs> moments.
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, watching this when they were all doing their like weird Mario Kart moments, I, I was just like, what. Like and I was so invested. I'm mm-hmm. like watching the like these queens. Like, oh my god, make it, make it, oh so make it. Like,
1: yeah. And I just found myself so invested in Sigourney. I'm like, come on, Sigourney, in that scooter, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I did feel like for her on her little scooter. Like, yeah. I mean. It was funny as well Because like they were shooting like, I know we're jumping right To the extermination But I just I loved the way they filmed it Because they were like They were like creating the drama Like And they were like Showing the kind of like speeding And they were Like they were kind of Really creating the idea Of like a fast race That was going And they were like All the like obstacles Coming in the way And then every so often they take a step back And show you What, what was actually happening hmm. And it was like These like little cars Travelling at like like two miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> and then it's along. like stop
1: to get pied please and then like
0: <laughs> 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 and where are those queens who were pieing them The eliminated contestants
1: yes they have to have been but i couldn't work out who they were like we, obviously we saw coco Kane, yeah who had, who had a fantastic voking moment at the end of the flags so i thought that was great yeah I, I guess it was astrid and i want to say Yavska. Formal formaldehyde, I guess were, were in there. I because uh, I guess I, I was think...
0: looking out for Jade. I didn't see Jade, oh, but true. then maybe Jade had to go home to mind her cat. Her best friend, yeah. <laughs> her best... She had to bury her best friend, so she she couldn't appear.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I couldn't work out who they were because I, I couldn't see them for that long. But I I recognized Coco, We had already seen Mary, so I'm kind of just filling in the blanks. I guess the rest. Of... I, I didn't see Betty either. Oh no, I didn't either. Like, some of the costumes were
0: very... But I guess we only had... There was only three of them crawled out of the hole. Mm. So, and one of them was definitely Coco Cain. Yeah. So then it was just about who the other two were. Um, Actually,
1: I, did Coco Kane crawl out of the hole? Or was... I, I thought there was Coco Cain who was starting the race. There was three others. And then we saw Mary. So that gives you five.
0: Well, I enjoyed it. Like It was I mean, good. It was great. It was a really fun challenge. I, yeah. I, yeah.
1: And even to see Mary at the fright feet, um, I thought Mighty it was kind of horrible. She was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just really was. Because um, <laughs> I was like, is she just
1: going to be so horrible to Sigourney and okay to the rest of them? And I was like, I guess she was trying to be horrible to the other two. But it was still sort of targeted at Sigourney. And I guess like this is still filmed before she knows she's about to get a racially charged misogynistic backlash. But still, like, I guess she's she's more bitter than Bitter Betty.
0: I did love how all of the queens were basically like this this girl's not funny. She is not funny. This girl cannot read. And it was like and she really couldn't, you know. No. I, like I I thought that the look was interesting. Um but yeah, so we should probably just go to the very this is there is the the well, moment at the beginning thing, where they're
1: yeah. there's the boudoir I but like, guess so there's, the
0: chat. The boudoir bit where they're coming in and they were like and it was like, you could kind of tell that they knew that Zavalletta wasn't coming back. Like, you got a sense that, like, there was a resignation that Zavaletta was going home. Mm. Um, and then when Dali and Sigourney came in, it was kind of like, well, this feels like the correct top four. But there was, like, a real sadness. And actually, I really enjoyed Zavaletta across the season. And I do think you actually missed Zavalletta's presence in this episode. Yeah. Which isn't often the way when a queen goes home. Yeah, like they're, usually it's just kind of like oh you know th- we've moved on now but actually like you do like Zabaletta's talking heads and like facial expressions I really enjoyed throughout all of this season um, and I hope that they get to go on the tour
1: yeah I hope so too hope it isn't just the top three I hope this top four and Zabaletta get to go on the tour yeah I hope the whole bloody cast go on the tour to be <laughs> can you hear a hoover by the way my boyfriend's hoovering upstairs no I can't so, I don't know listen if you can hear it that's what's going on in the background um I think you'd wait till the podcast was over, but I, I mean, seen it. to
0: be fair, there's so much drag race at this yeah. point. He'd never get to Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, then it was kinda just into prepping for the challenge really. Like after the after the first feast, Um like
0: I think we need to acknowledge how hilarious it is, how hilarious it is. So these like these are the punk stars of drag. Like this is Dragula cast are like they are the they are the rock and roll hard men punksters. Mm. And it was so funny seeing how effeminate and terrible they all were at throwing balls. (laughs) I was like yas
1: queen, live up to that stereotype! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I guess, like, I guess that's... that's and although a way, I, I very much like need to... Alt, I, very much, yeah.
0: <laughs> I very much need to say that, like, I am saying that from a place of love and as an effem- a man who has a certain amount of effeminism about him as well, I celebrate that in myself, but it just was very fun to see that, like, absolute stereotype just, like, emerging and the were yeah. like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, again, being outside kind of breaks the magic. Like, I know they did sort of, like, a back alley, but it was, like... Yeah. I guess they weren't in drag. Mary wasn't drag, and, but yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it was a bit, yeah. a bit of fun that one, but it, but yeah. it, 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 I it did it season enjoy four Saints as well. yes, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, and like at the end of the day, Dali just sort of randomised the keys anyway, so it kind of was for nothing. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was that was fair enough. D, yeah, because then uh, they're sort of preparing for the challenge, and I think we have a really. Nice moment from Sigourney, like a uh, nice probably the wrong word to say, but like a, a touching moment from Sigourney talking about her mom and the grief and that as well, and it also comes to the, the fore. We get to see it in the moment, I guess, rather than her talking about it retrospectively in in the cauldron or at the cauldron in the yeah. past. It um, does seem very difficult. You know what I mean? Hats off to.
0: Yeah, I know absolutely. I mean, you know losing someone so important to you such as your mother or your cat is is (laughs) always going to be traumatic (laughs) sorry i should stop being mean to jade but (laughs) i'm just glad it's you
1: you're more of a pet person than me and i'm glad you're going in on the cat i'm just worried i'm gonna cancel cancelled for the pet owners
0: but no i i did really like that and i think as well you know uh, Sigourney's been such a powerful performer throughout the entire competition and, and like it's sort of when you hear that this is something that they're carrying with they've been carrying with them you know like they've been able to push past that to give these amazing performances not look distracted not look kind of like it was you know taking away from the experience it just shows what a professional she is yeah um, and also probably shows how much she understands how important her being there is and like she's spoken up a couple of times about her being there as a cisgendered female like mm-hmm. drag entertainer and, like, I suppose she's probably very aware of the focus it's going to be on her and how she carries herself. Because if she is seen to be sort of emotional or if she is seen to be sort of, you know, angry, that will tie into negative stereotypes around yeah. that exist around women and will add sort of fuel to the fire of people who say that she shouldn't belong there. And she's <clears throat> kind of carrying a torch for a whole new type of person competing within the... competing within the... Um,
1: Televisual drag, drag competition shows. Exactly. I like with yeah. Lukisha Labamba, like if she does it badly, people are gonna use that against all bearded queens. Likewise, if she does badly, they're gonna blame against all AFAB performers. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Um yeah, obviously my heart is with Sigourney. Were you gagged to see Bob the Drag Queen there?
0: I love Bob the Drag Queen so much I mean I really do I knew Bob the Drag Queen was going to be on I was waiting and waiting and waiting and I actually just think I'm like I would have liked more Bob the Drag Queen I would have loved Bob the Drag Queen I would like you know what they do in Italy about when they like let when like you hear every single critique for every single person from every (laughs) single judge I'm like give me that edit of this show please (laughs) because I want to hear what Bob the Drag Queen had to say in detail to every single person Mm -hmm. on that panel (laughs) yeah
1: I know, I guess, because obviously we're primarily a drag race. It's always exciting to see the, the crossover. Like, I you know we had Fifi O'Hara in season three, and there it's we had like Trixie, obviously, earlier on. on yes, yeah. yeah, to see Bob there is, is great. I didn't know they were going to be on. I knew they were watching the show all right from Twitter, but I was excited to see them there. And I quite enjoyed the sort of speech they make to Saint when they were like you know I know you have to work harder than everyone else to get the same level and it's a shame that I can't give you a glowing critique but as queer black people it's important for us to be able to elevate each other so I thought that was a really good nice moment and very on brand yeah. for Bob
0: yeah because Bob is like honest I going to say honest to a fault but not really like Bob is just extremely honest and upfront and, exactly and really like eloquent
1: about matters around race
0: exactly yeah no absolutely and I thought it was like it was lovely to see the framing of that as well to to like actually be like I acknowledge how difficult your experience is but you haven't brought your A game in this particular instance and you know therefore I need to judge you based on what I'm seeing I can't judge you based on kind of and I thought as well the, the reference around how kind of people will say that you, you only won Resurrection as like a tokenist and thing I actually felt sorry I felt awkward for Dali in that moment because I know Dali wouldn't have been part of that narrative or wouldn't have yeah. been part of what was happening in that like kind of discourse on, on Twitter. But certainly that was part of, that was part of the conversation immediately after resurrection was kind of like, Oh, Dali was the real winner. Oh, Dali would see they didn't kill Dali. So like it, it there, I think it was, I felt sorry for Dali in that moment, kind of probably having to have it think, singled out about like mm-hmm. how they had been used as a weapon almost against Saint who like, honestly in resurrection was like, was a winner. Yeah You know Like That vampire look Is one of my favourite looks That I've seen In any Iteration of drag
1: mm-hmm.
0: Anytime <laughs> That yeah. like whole presentation Was phenomenal
1: Yeah definitely Yeah And, and the weird and... ghost thing as well I mean oh
0: my god Everything she did was so good
1: But I've kind of forgotten Like Not that I've forgotten in a bad way I mean it's kind of like That's just got her here And I've only really been So sort of judging her from the start And she still held up her own And deserves to be there regardless Of oh, when she came by yeah. Resurrection um and the same with Dally as well. They're both. I think Dally's somewhat outshining Saint to a certain degree. Uh, whose look was your favorite?
0: Uh, oh, Dally's was my favorite, like hands down. That was like it was the amazing, and I didn't even notice the Ronald McDonald thing, like the Ronald McDonald kind of like color Colour thing tone. Yeah. until someone pointed it out afterwards, or like one of the one of the judging panel. I I just thought it was it was amazing, and that like weird the weird gummy kind of mm-hmm. thing, and the jockstrap full of candy corn like it was a fantastic
1: character if I were to critique it I would say in a similar way to Sigourney the way Sigourney brings glamour each week I kind of feel Dally brings a similar silhouette each week but the characterisation was fantastic are you saying you wanted to see Glamazon? just once (laughs) (laughs) have you tried wearing a blonde wig Dally? (laughs) (laughs) have you tried tits? Uh, yeah as in, like, but then this is, the diffi- this is the difficulty between familiarity and putting your own stamp on it. I see that yeah. silhouette and I go, oh, Dali could play that character. But yeah. then I see it a lot. I'm like, well, that's very Dali. So, I mean, yeah. it is a it is critique with one hand, but it's also not in the other hand. So yeah. that was the only thing I could say. But it was, it was fantastic.
0: I, I also, I, I loved Hoso's concept. Yeah. I don't and it kind of was dissimilar with the moth thing, whereas like this is very interesting as a concept, but I'm not sure the execution sort of followed I'm also interested because like there was so much talk about like who like backstage performance, kind of dealing Mm. with other people and it's like what are we not seeing from Hoso? Like I know there's been references to kind of like how they what expectations they have of the production and crew and stuff and it, it is interesting that this is coming up again and again and again and this is why i expect that we are going to be seeing them having their wires cut at the beginning of next week's episode mm. um but again yeah i i love the concept but i felt like it wasn't maybe executed to a uh like it wasn't executed to a place where it sort of brought you to the full like killer clown fantasy yeah, I loved.
1: I loved when they were explaining behind the the history of it, of the yeah. sort of Korean exorcisms and stuff like that. Um, but I thought the judges' critiques were kind of fair. Like with the sword, it was a bit strange, and it was kind of it was kind of too much going on. But I, I so I, I did understand that. But and that is very nitpicky. But that's kind of where you are at, at this point of the competition is nit, nitpick central. Yeah,
0: no, completely, completely, um, and yeah, like the I did think the sword like. I don't know, you do... The thing with a, a clown, killer clown kind of thing like that, what you do want is, like, something weird circus-y that is that You're Like, that's going to be used... Something that shouldn't be used as a weapon being used as a weapon. Yeah. that, like, takes it to, like, a weird, creepy space. Yeah. I didn't necessarily understand why Daddy had a drill, but, you know... <laughs>
1: wasn't that a dentist, like, a dentist drill? I know that's, wasn't. that wasn't a dentist drill. <clears throat> that Well, was, maybe that's what it was. I didn't understand. That was the only thing that I kind of thought of. Um mm. But well, yeah, it's more of a household object, I guess, which is more clown-like than, you know, a forged yeah. sword. Because I was wondering, I know samurai is Japanese. Is there, like, a Korean equivalent of samurai where there's a certain sword? Because that looked like a proper, like, you know, oh, Knights like of King Thrones. Arthur, yeah, yeah, sword, Excalibur sort of job, Yeah, uh, which they kind of ruined the illusion. But, obviously, still good. Sigourney, you know I love Sigourney. I kind of thought, because there was so much conversation throughout the whole season about you need to know how to work your props, she clearly let the balloons get Fugged, the better of her. Yeah. Um, I thought she looked great, but I thought she was the worst because of the prop failure. And by how much they discounted previous contestants for prop failures.
0: I completely agree with you. I yeah, I, I think that she had... Also, I don't know that she necessarily needed the big cloud of balloons. Like I think she had her... Creepy puppeteer kind of thing going on, and I think mm. it would have been like leaning into that because even in the performance, I don't remember seeing the puppet. And the puppet was really cool, like, it only appeared once, so yeah. it was mostly the balloons, then are getting tangled in the balloons and having to stab the balloons. And you know, mm-hmm. it kind of all took away from what could have been kind of like an eerie sort of performance with like just her and that, like, weird kind of like those ventriloquist dummies are always creepy. Mm. You know, one and so balloon like,
1: could have worked even more powerfully in a sort of Banksy kind of way, like an ode to that that one, you know, one girl holding a well, balloon. Very it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think one yeah. it would have been easier. It would have been easier prop to do. Um, I still think she looked great. I loved that cone hair out on either side.
0: The yeah, the hair kind of gave me more kind of like Queen Elizabeth the first, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like it was kind of like like it always like leaning a bit towards a kind of a like. You know, Alice in Wonderland, the the Queen of Hearts, obviously very much referencing Elizabeth I. So, I, I like that's kind of what I got a lot more out of the costume than like clown, maybe. But especially with like yeah, the point So I was, I, don't know, I definitely I was like the-
1: got clown with the hair and the polka dots. And but yeah, like it probably was those nods. But in the same way, in a movie, I think Tim Burton's a great example. They would they would tie it back to something. I thought it was a really yeah. cinematic clown.
0: Yes, yeah. And I got her face was was beautiful and, and it always is. Mm. And I do I don't mind that she is is like like she obviously should have done a bit more of the like rubbing the fabric on the ground to make some of it a bit more mucky, but you know, I, I didn't mind the like cleanness of yeah. of some of the look as well.
1: Yeah, nor did I. Saints main critique was all fashion, no killer. I yeah. kind of understood but they did have the the writing on their hands. I think maybe the, what they needed was maybe a weapon or something. But. I thought she looked yeah. great, or they looked great. I, I didn't really understand the story. I
0: suppose like I was kind of like, is it that this person is trapped? Is like this person has been possessed by an evil clown, and this evil clown, and it's like they're oh, trying to escape nice. or whatever. Okay, yeah. Like I was like, I was like, is that the story? Because like otherwise, like why are you saying? Or is it that like the victims have like scraped, help me, please, onto this crown as they're being murdered? So I got confused by what that storyline was.
1: Okay. And then I That's did fair. think
0: as well, and I did think as well, like with the the performance, like the. Levels haven't been elevated, like as has been asked for repeatedly. Like it's been a bit kind of flat, yeah. Even the like the jumping down kind of thing, like it was a bit. I don't know. It it sort of when you look at the the performance of someone like Dali or whatever, and you see in this way, you do kind of go, God, you need to bring more energy, Mm. or really lean into your lack of energy and do kind of a pearl about us.
1: But I think I think that's something that probably comes across more in the room than it does on stage, because like obviously we knew this was a critique and I was like a mime is a great way to get over that because obviously it's all gestures and stuff like that and I thought they did get, give a certain level of that which was good um, but obviously just didn't work in the room because mm. you even have your man Harvey Gilli- Gillen who says the same thing and I'm sure if you were saying she'd just be like oh leave me alone and it's very really telling that every single guest judge comes in and says the same thing to them because they're not the same person you know if the Bully Brothers say they're primed to look for it these people yeah. aren't and they're saying it so
0: yeah no exactly So, you, and that's the thing is like when you're hearing it for, yeah exactly that it's as you're hearing it from different people who are seeing you for the first time it is kind of like okay well this is obviously a consistent issue it's not something that's being created or a narrative that's being pushed
1: mm. even if you are Ireland's first drag monster like Hodor yeah um, <laughs> Uh, there was a moment, actually, that I'm surprised they left in where the Boulay brothers referred to Dali as he, which I, d- I think isn't their pronouns, so I thought that was pretty pretty sloppy of them, um, but I caught that. So, basically, Dali wins, which I think is fair. The rest of the other three are up for elimination, but they were all doing the go karting anyway. Hozo comes for Sigourney sort of backstage, so Sigourney sort of lashes back and then calls out Hozo's backstage misbehaviour. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, I, I thought it was just, it was kind of salt in the wound for Hoso to come for scoring in that moment, I thought.
0: It was unnecessary, hmm. like, especially because, like, they'd, they'd I, I, do you know what, it, it kind of spoke to perhaps some of the way that Hoso, like, you it would suggest that, like, this is perhaps what they're alluding to when they're talking about poor backstage behaviour from Hoso, that maybe there's an entitledness an entitledness. Like, perhaps, like, Hoso feels more, like, for whatever reason feels entitled f- to a place in the finale yeah that she feels that Sigourney doesn't deserve and like instead of being able to sit on that feeling and understanding that expressing it is going to cause hurt will be like meh mm. um but yeah like I and I, I thought it, like Sigourney clapped back very well yeah on that
1: yeah I think so too she's had it she's detox style had she it I, she had it point. officially Yeah <laughs> I also went up afterwards To look up how old Hozo was And it doesn't say I think it's like undetermined Or something that says On the Wikipedia yeah. page Sigourney's 29 Dally's 30 And Saint's only 20, 25 So I didn't know Saint was that young I thought they were oh, all no. Kind of the same age um, So it kind of, they kind of Pitch it Or at least they talk about it As if it's between Sigourney and Hozo to go And I kind of thought
0: Oh no Did you not T at the end Yeah where yeah, like, yeah yeah
1: But before the end They were kind okay. of it, it, Okay so Like they all kind of Went around and they said Who do you think is going to go And Sigourney said Hozo And Hozo said Sigourney And Saint said Hozo And Daddy said Sigourney So it was kind of like Going into the final It looks like it was a Hozo Sigourney Bottom two So then yeah. I thought it was The twist then at the end Where it looked like it was A Saint Hozo bottom two with the, with the puppets
0: Yeah So we're, we're obviously left with Those two Um and I mean, I, I would like that would be my preferred bottom two in the situation because I would like Sigourney and Dali in the in the in the final. Absolutely. And I think that I think out of I think I would like Saint in the top three as well. Like, I think I'm ready for Hoso to go. And I think Hoso done very like amazing stuff, brilliant performer, all the rest of it. But I would be most excited to see what Saint was going to do with the, the finale. Yeah
1: because out of the four Sigourney has the worst track record now I think at this point because they've been in the bottom three times in a row four yeah. in total Hoso's got two wins dally has got two wins so like it kind of makes sense for it to be a Saint Sigourney bottom two if anything but yeah. I'm glad but I, I just feel in my gut it feels like Dally and Sigourney deserve the top two placing the most and obviously they, mm-hmm. the Boulay brothers feel the same yeah no that is good so I was happy with that um, next week is The Last Supper so a reunion style episode again. So I wonder will we find out who the top three are then, or I guess we'll have to before going into the final episode. But I wonder will we find it out before the then, episode, or do we, or at the end? Yeah,
0: of it. I feel like we'll find it out at the end of the episode. I think that they'll 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 hold that out unless
1: okay, yeah, don't ruin the surprise like Italia would. <laughs> um. Right, so that's it. I mean, an hour and five minutes. That's not too bad. No,
0: we've done okay. We've we done, done okay. okay. We've we've done rice. okay. We've said
1: everything we needed to say. Twenty
0: minutes on each. You know, it was it was a roller coaster ride of sort of. You
1: know, <laughs> highs and lows. You know,
0: yeah, that's it. You know, a, a a solid episode of Canada, a desperate episode of Italy, and an excellent episode of Drag of Dracula. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: such a mixed bag <laughs> yeah. so next week we have the finale of Canada we have the reunion for Dragula and we have the second last challenge of Italy So that means that the
0: week after we're just going to be talking about Italy
1: no we'll have the finale of Dragula as well oh that's good yeah that's good you're a <laughs> <laughs> coming into a new year right thank you for listening uh, thank you for supporting us much appreciated we'll be back with you next week ciao tutti bye right that's it from us this week thank you for listening as always we hope you have a lovely Christmas absolutely but most importantly
0: if you've enjoyed this little window into the private life of Keenan James make sure you head on over to the to headstuffpodcastnetwork.com and you can sign up head to join,
1: headstuffpodcast.com
0: headstuffpodcast.com uh, and join <laughs> us and the next episode of The Workroom is actually out tomorrow on December 22nd
1: yeah, yes. there we go. <laughs> and so, so yeah, we'll be wrapping up Canada, and then we're episode nine of Dracula and episode five of Italia. So yeah, and you can catch up on all the old episodes as well. And if that's not for you, maybe you're not watching the series, or maybe you plan to sign up later on. That's all perfectly fine. But we'll be back in the main feed on the eighth of January, so you won't be without us for too long. No, nope,
0: you won't. Indeed, see you in twenty twenty two. Has I actually haven't even learned.
1: <laughs> I actually haven't learned the name of these queens yet, so I've, to, I've got. Some that is, yeah,
0: do. you will see us. We will have educated ourselves the next time you hear from us. We will have educated ourselves on who it is that we need to be paying attention to, other
1: than Bosco in the lineup of mm. Drag Race UKS Season Fourteen. Yeah, who's going to be the Monica Beverly Hills of this cast? I want to know.
0: I mean, I only want to know that Bosco going to be there, <laughs> living in his box. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, that is all from us. Have a happy Christmas and a happy new year.
0: Bye! This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find
1: out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.